0: What
1: should
2: the title be? Well, that sounds
3: yes. good. Someone's munching. I wish I was munching.
2: I'm just saying we don't need to even do like a transition yeah. of any sort. We can just talk about one topic for a half hour, talk about another topic for a half hour, and then in, and then in between and throughout, I can just put in some you know like like wave sound effects.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we could just make oh, yeah. the, um, an ASMR video of just waves. Yeah, it'd oh, be so nice. We
1: could make the cover of the waves you've ever seen on a dude's scalp.
0: Oh my god, so, yes. <laughs> That's a great idea. Oh, dude, just what? A dude's scalp? Yeah, like waves,
1: you
0: know? Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I can you now. no. Yeah, just have some dudes, like, really nice waves. <laughs> and that <can> be the
3: <laughs> So, just to confirm, we're going over waves, currents... Uh, that's funny. Waves of currents. Um, mm-hmm. You know, then, I do think that was good. Hold on, too. hold on, hold on. And then Papa John's. And then the Royal <laughs> Is that we're correct? Not
0: doing,
2: we're not doing the Royal We can just cut, all, <laughs> cut those to last.
0: <laughs> 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 but actually, though, right? So, How no, the hell no, is it taking them 20 months?
3: 20 months, bro.
0: 20 months, dude. 20 months to just not say a word.
1: <laughs> so,
3: so instead of talking about Papa John, And uh, Megan Markle, what are we gonna replace that with?
1: Nothing.
3: Yeah. Yeah. We're just thinking
0: about just doing a short one of just these two. uh, All right,
3: I'm with it. Like,
2: like, I got out of space and time. You know what I mean? I'm with it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because, like, honestly, like, I feel like the Megan Markle story doesn't really go with our brand necessarily, and Mm -hmm. neither does uh, the Papa John. I mean, the Papa John's is funny, but that what does that do with music?
2: Yeah, I don't really give a fuck about that. Fuck Papa John.
0: I don't give a fuck either, but I just think it's hilarious how it took this man twenty.
3: Took months. This <laughs> <Did
2: I not? laughs> took this
0: what? Took this what, Trey? Took twenty months. <laughs> <laughs> took this man twenty what? Should I? <laughs> Did I cut out? <laughs> all right, all right. Let's
2: get the let's get the recording.
0: Okay, uh, waves.
1: All right, so Rod, you put us to watch Waves this week, bro, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna keep it real. Like, it was a it was a good idea. Like, I just expected this shit to be kind of I don't even know. Like, I looked at it, even after all the shit you told me, I was like, this is probably just gonna be some like snobby like like fucking white people with their ankles out in, in January movie shit. But nah, it, it wasn't. Like, it was complete opposite. That shit was fucked up, man. I was that was a really good movie.
2: Yeah, so obviously we're discussing the uh, 2019 movie Waves by Trey Edward Schultz uh, on A24. And uh, what Ryan is referring to is the cover and the trailer and the kind of aesthetic around the movie. It's very pastel, um, very, uh, the soundtrack is very, you know, quote unquote vibe heavy. There's a lot of Tame Impala, a lot of Frank Ocean, Animal Collective, all that kind of stuff. And yeah, aesthetically, again, it looks like it looks like Moonlight without the drama almost, right?
3: Without as much depression.
2: Right. Exactly. So if you guys don't want to have this spoiled, you can skip right to the current uh, section of the episode. I'll put the timestamp in that. But um, yeah, it's a very fucked up movie. Uh, Not did not expect it at all. Um, The reason why I I started to watch this movie or why I ordered it on Amazon to start is because I saw uh, Atticus Ross and um, what's his name? Atticus Ross and uh, what's the other dude's name? The main dude. From Nine Inch Nails. Trent Reznor. Trent Reznor, yeah. Uh, They have been making a ton of soundtracks over the years for Watchmen, for Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, recently for Soul. And on top of that, um, I saw that a lot of Frank Ocean Endless songs were on this, which is an album that I recently reviewed and and gave a good grade. So I just wanted to check it out and see what it was about. Again, I thought it would be a fun time, but uh, (laughs) as we're about to discuss, it's it's not a fun time at all. It's actually a completely opposite sort of thing as to what I thought it would be. I thought it would be a guy who was in touch with his feminine side. I thought it was a guy who was with his girlfriend. I thought it was going to kind of be like, whatever, but it's not, it's not that at all. It's actually like a, a critique on a few different things. Uh hyper is one of them, um, hyper and wrestling specifically. And I think maybe Ryan could speak about that a little bit. Um, cause he was a, a pretty good wrestler back in high school. Right.
1: I don't know if I was pretty good, but I'm going to say, I don't think wrestling was so much as like, look, like, A specific point. I think it just all ties in with hyper masculinity, but like, but I will say though, like, it it all comes, it all with 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 wrestling and shit specifically, bro. I think it was a good thing to work in with that because, as somebody who did it, you really couldn't say no to anything because it was just like everybody was giving it all. It was it was straight up niggas that were eating. You know what I mean. Mm -hmm. That wasn't drinking water. They had to like plan out what when they were gonna have water. You know what I'm saying? It's it's not something you can back out of. You know what I'm saying? For what was going on with him, it seemed like that applied to both his his social life and his real and his fucking like um recreational life with his sports and shit with, with wrestling and all that. It, it, this shit was crazy as fuck, bro. It just spiraled out of control. Well, because yeah,
2: well, the thing I wanted to say about wrestling is I also did wrestling in high school and in middle school, I didn't really see the full effect of it, but being in junior varsity and seeing how hard the varsity kids worked and, you know, seeing them be borderline abused. I mean, honestly, there was kids who they, they, they would, the wrestling coaches would make them wrestle somebody who's way better than them just, just to beat their ass and demoralize them. Um, they would make them run around in, in, you know, a hot room to try and have them lose weight um i saw one time there was a guy who you know was totally demotivated totally upset and the, the coach was like oh yeah like like you see you see Derek jeter like step down from the major leagues and go down to the minor league sometimes right like like yeah they do that and he, and the kid said yeah and he said no you fucking idiot they don't so like i don't want to get again i don't want to get too much into it but you know wrestling is really <laughs> is really tough uh it, they basically tell you to, to to take that maslow's hierarchy your sleep your drinking your eating you know your happiness and relationships they tell you to basically throw it all in the trash and dedicated all to wrestling. If you have a broken hand, wrestle.
0: You know, if you have a messed up shoulder, fucking wrestle. You know, it doesn't matter. No no, definitely, man. Like um, uh, yeah, cuz I wrestled in high school too. And like it was just yeah, it's kind of insane how like uh like how crazy it was that people would just be like not eating or skipping meals or like skipping lunch to go run on a treadmill with a bunch of trash bags on you. You know what I mean? That was just like accepted. It was like the weird culture with the wrestling with wrestling, you know? Mhm. Yeah. But uh like people just fucking just didn't care about their bodies, <laughs> you know. Like looking at like hindsight, they were just like, "I need to make this weight class by today."
1: Yeah, that's what's that's was scary about it too. There's severe fucking. Well, there could be severe effects from that. You know what I'm saying? Like on your kidneys, on mm-hmm. on even your liver, like whatever the fuck, bro. Like you you put a strain on your body that's unlike anything else. And it's not like I'm not anti wrestling either. Like I fuck with wrestling. Like I love. I love wrestling. I think it's it's yeah, the fundamental. Like wrestling and boxing are the most important things in terms of uh, of martial arts, and at least to me, they are. So like, what? I'm But I, I do understand it is faults. You know what I mean? And how they tied it in, and this movie again was just it was out of nowhere, but it was brilliant. It really was. I yeah. I don't know. I appreciated it.
2: You know, there was a lot of issues with the characters, you know, um, a lot of issues with like, again, like with hyper masculinity. So basically the plot essentially is, you know, this, this kid, he's in school. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's lives in Florida. Um, he has, you know, blonde hair. He kind of almost like has like a Frank Ocean type of look to him. So that's why they play so much Frank Ocean in the movie. And, uh, he has a, you know, he has a, a nice girlfriend. He has a nice time at school, but, uh, lingering in the background is this kind of damage that he's doing to himself. Um, there's some damage that the doctor tells him hey like don't wrestle on that like don't do any activity on this arm it's not going to be good for you and throughout the movie you see him getting more and more aggressive and, and starting to hate that arm and starting to hate himself like like you see him at practice and he just kicks his shit out of um, lucas hedges and makes him bleed and uh you know his dad is making him work harder and harder and harder and he doesn't tell his dad or tell his coaches or anything like that like you know that what the doctor said because he he, you know, again, wrestling is really, like, a fine line. Like, you you need to work really hard, and the harder you work, the more damage you do to yourself, so you have to kind of find a good balance, and this movie is a perfect example of, uh, you know, someone who's amazing at wrestling. This kid could have went to college for wrestling, been like the next Dan Gable or something like that, but, like, you just see him, like, fuck his arm up so bad, and it's in a cast, and and you see him, you know, his his arm and his his wrestling is, like, his power. It's his his key out of his situation, which is not even that bad of a situation. He lives in a nice house, but you know, as a high school kid is your everything, your girlfriend and your friends and, you know, wrestling and you're going to college is, is everything, right? You don't see the bigger picture. You see a narrowed view of everything. So, you know, this kid, he, he keeps doing short-term solutions to try and heal his arm, keeps taking oxycodone every single day. Um, again, he doesn't tell his dad anything. He just like keeps it on the low and it's further complicated when he, uh, gets his girlfriend pregnant. Uh, I don't know if that was a scene that kind of, you know, especially over, over text and, and all that stuff. And when he brought her to the, um, the Planned Parenthood, I don't know if you guys have anything to say about that scene, but that was, all that was really powerful for me and really like, like, I mean, I've been there before, you know?
3: No, I remember, um, I saw this in theaters. Um, and I remember when we were in the theater, like everybody was like losing their shit at that. And they were like, Oh no, like, Oh no, she did. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. like, cause like that texting scene was wild. It was really, it was really intense and Like, um, I remember at the time, like, I felt like it was very relatable. Um, mm-hmm. just like the way that they would go about it. Yeah. It was a great scene.
2: Yeah. Um, everything, everything from the, from the Planned Parenthood to, you know, me and Ryan, again, we see, we see, when we come home from work, we see some, some old guy outside the Planned Parenthood with an abortion sign yeah. every single day.
1: Yeah.
2: And those people yeah. suck. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, those people who have nothing to do with your body, um, you know, as a woman, they, they try and tell you based on their religion that, you can't get an abortion. They make you feel bad, and even some doctors' offices in more conservative states, they make they try and make you feel bad.
1: That's the whole thing, bro. Like this shit. Was, it's Florida, so they were very accurate with it. You yep. know what I mean, like, and the the calling him the M word too with the hard R, bro. That shit was crazy. Yep, that shit was crazy. I'm gonna keep it real. I was fading at that point of the movie. Like I was, I was very tired, so to say, man. So I was fading now. Then all of a sudden, I hear that, and I'm like, hey, yo. Hold mm-hmm. the fuck on, yep. And from that point, I was like, "Oh shit!" Was like I'm like, he's gonna do some stupid shit now. But then he held it together for that was like, "Oh shit!" So it kept me engaged. It was like, "All right, so what's yeah. next?" Like, because they really not they they really not fucking around. It was just like that whole scene, that whole buildup, and then the the argument in the car. That was all fucked up, bro. That that was. That was like leaving a knot in my stomach, man. It was just like like heartbreaking, you know what i mean
2: i I chills right now thinking about it. It's just like yeah. it's it's so upsetting like like the movie is so perfectly why I love it so much and why I think it's like a modern classic is just it they flush it out so well. everything is like it takes its patience and its time. it's like it's like this kid did did a horrible act, you know, um in the middle of the movie that kind of that turns the movie into something else, and it literally builds it up and shows you exactly how everything happened, even to even down to the point where. You know, he's in the garage with her at the party and he calls her a stupid bitch. And earlier in the movie, in the parking lot, he called the woman who called him the N-word a stupid bitch. So you just see him, his vocabulary starts to change based on things that are happening to him and power that's being taken away from him. So first, obviously, his arm breaks. So he's pissed off. He's taking oxycodone. Everything is numb. Then he gets called the N-word in the parking lot and he can't do anything about it because, you know, it's a woman. His arm is broken. He's with his girlfriend, so he can't make a scene. And so his power is taken away there. Then he's driving home and his girlfriend is like, I'm not going to, I'm going to keep the baby. And, you know, that's, that's the real catalyst of the movie. I think uh, when he, kick, when he, when she leaves the car and he spits at her, um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's where the movie really starts to turn. And yeah. um,
1: that for me, was sort of like, where well, it got a little too real. You know what I'm saying? It was just like mm-hmm. hard to watch Feel me. Cause yeah. it's just like to me, it felt like like watching somebody I know fuck up and having no control over it, mm-hmm. like having no way to tell the nigga like, "Yo, what are you doing? Yo, what are you doing?" Like nobody did it, you know what I mean? Nobody cared enough either, you know what I mean? Like nobody was observing, and that shit was just wild, you know? What I mean? Everybody's wrong, everybody's wrong at the end of it, but we we could wait for that. But like I'm saying, like I just that shit kept me on my feet after a while. Like I said, I was fading, and then after the middle point with with the fucking. With him getting called the N word it just, it just pulled me right back in, bro. Right. I really appreciate that. It kept its intensity and its integrity, too. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. And, and the thing about this director that I think he made a lot of good creative choices. And first of all, I know Eve obviously saw uh, the movie with the director. And the director is a white guy. Um, and that, that shocked me. I didn't even know that, like, going into the movie. And um, he... He handled it well. You know, Quentin Tarantino puts himself in his own movies and says the N-word and throws that, like the N-word was barely in the movie, first of all. Second of all, he, he had, he sets up his family that's realistic. It's not like based on stereotypes. It's not based on the, the guy did his research clearly. You know, he's, he respects, you know, black people, I feel like. And, and he, he wanted to tell a story where. Yes, all, you know, a, a lot of the people in the family were at fault, but it, you, you see the whole thing to its conclusion. You know what I mean? You see redemption, and you see it, this can happen to any family.
3: One thing that you know, I was really that really stuck out to me, like both times when I saw this film, was just like how um, Trey, like even though he's like, I was surprised he was a white dude, but like he he was able to capture like a really uh, like a really real part of the black experience. I think, which is like. Um, sort of, like, this, like, uh, class elevation that can happen, and, like, you know, you see Sterling K. Brown, who I want to give a shout-out to, because he's awesome, like, he's so good, Um, love him in This Is Us, love him in, uh, you know, in Black Panther and shit, Um, but yeah, Sterling, like, he played a really great, like, you know, like, archetypal, dad who made it from like a hard situation you know what I mean and like Mm kind of like built himself up like out of nothing um has a black wife too which is like really (laughs) like I think uh relevant too like it's just it it just shows like this guy is like a a very certain kind of guy um and you know through the success like he he's he's built up a lot of shit and I, I just think it was cool to show like how he couldn't under, really understand, like, his son's perspective. Yeah, what I thought was, like, pretty just sick about it was, like, how um, he was able to really just, like, show how this kid was, like, struggling to, like, figure out his identity um, and figure out just, like, you know, what, like, who he was supposed to be. Because, you know, you see from the beginning of the movie, like, he's, he's just going through, like, these wild, like, swings of emotion. Like, in one hit like, it starts with him, you know, driving down the highway with the windows open, his foot out the window, him and his girlfriend not giving a fuck, just, like, you know, free and and, and wildly reckless. Um, But then he goes home, and then immediately he's, like, subjected to, like, a very disciplined, like, kind of regimen. So this kid is, like, you know, he's really struggling to figure himself out. Um, I think that the the blonde hair is a good representation of that. Um, But, yeah, like, I think... I think that was that was the part that I thought was cool in reference to just like you know, the director and how he was able to you know, tap into that and 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 show you know that side of the experience.
1: I didn't even think about the the blonde hair. That was a pretty brilliant point, dog. Like he really is searching for something. You know what I mean? Even if it's a little bit of control with like his hair at least, right? And it's sort of like sad to see. You know what I mean? Because it's like. I think it is. It is pretty cool that they that they somehow you know managed to think about that. It's a, it's part of the experience that that we either a just don't choose to talk about it, b people really don't know about it. Like it's 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 weird, and then that how much to an extreme they took it to as well was just crazy as fuck. I really thought that they did a good job of making him hateable too. You know what I mean. Cause yeah. I I personally had no sympathy for him, you know what I mean? But on the flip side, there was some sort of like understanding how he he like fucking snapped. Yeah, you, you know had no mean?
3: sympathy for him because like Loki, bro. When he was like snapping, I was like, "Yep, I've been there." Like literally, like I haven't like flipped and called my mom a bitch and like you know attacked my father, but <laughs> like I've, <laughs> I've like I've like been there you know what i mean like i feel like we've all been there like I'd have,
1: I'd, have, I'd have sympathy if he never fucking if it never escalated to the point where well we're not gonna spoil it just yet but you know that that the the final point you know what i mean like i'd have more sympathy but nah like you know fuck him really that's how i feel like you did that you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, shit shit may or definitely escalated you to do shit, but it's just like, bro, you still did that. It's 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 on you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I don't think you can really shroud that in so any like it's anybody else's fault. You know what I mean? That's on you. But I I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not trying to spoil anything else, but
2: Okay. Um I had sympathy for him up until he uh, killed his girlfriend. I would say.
1: Oh, he went right for the spoiler too. Damn, nigga. <laughs> yeah, uh,
2: in the garage. Yeah, I. Um, yeah, I mean, goddamn, that was that was that was really hard to watch. Um, yeah. you know, and and the movie just did it so well. Everything, everything up until that point was so uh, leading to it, but like you don't even you wouldn't suspect that we get to that point, right? Like again, it's so vibey. It's so bright and colorful you wouldn't expect it to be at that point. Um, and, and the soundtrack is the movie and the, the visuals are secondary. But um, I think after that point is really where everything kind of starts to mellow out as far as like, not not mellow out, but it's, uh, it starts to kind of level out. Like there's a yeah. lot of, you know, it goes from, you know, I, I fucking hate you and t- Tyler, the creator and Pharrell. Then it goes to I am a God, which is a great song, by the way. And it's a perfect uh, way to, build up the anger and show exactly like where his mental state is at. And again, I had a lot of sympathy for him um, um, for a while. Cause you, you, he, he watches the prom photos through his cracked phone cause he's not going. Uh, he sees his girlfriend with another guy. And again, I've been there before and uh, it was really upsetting to watch that part. And I was like, damn, I, I was watching it with Esther and I was like, damn, like <laughs> I feel really bad for this kid. But you know, Again, he follows her through the through the house party, follows her to the garage, accuses her of all this bullshit, and then he kills her with you know a baby inside of her. And at that point, it's just like, where's the path for redemption for him? You know,
1: Uh I don't I don't think there is one. You know, I don't I really don't think there is one. He he fucking lost any and all sympathy for me in a blink of an eye. Yep. that's how I felt.
3: Man, I felt bad for my boy, bro. <laughs> I felt bad for him the whole time, Man, bro. Go
1: toxic king.
3: <laughs> <laughs> i'm not toxic no i just felt bad because like he got life dude yep he got life for that like did he deserve life for that no in my yeah, opinion no yeah, he
1: did he pretty he pretty much did he killed her
2: yeah <laughs> i mean that that whole scene was really upsetting because everything about that whole scene was upsetting because he he hits her in the face right and again she, he's no like,
1: she hit him
3: first
2: Oh yeah, she pu- she pushed him first. Whatever. She hit him.
3: She smacked that nigga twice.
2: Yeah, but he's on the oxy's too, so he doesn't he doesn't understand like what his hits are doing, you know, because he's so the pain is like so numbed.
3: That's what I'm saying. It was a, it was a, it was a, it was an entanglement, bro. <laughs> it was it wasn't, really fuck- it wasn't like he came in there and just like smacked her.
2: Yeah, it was a really rough situation to watch. You know what I'm saying? And it's like obviously it's all his fault because he's the man and he killed her. But that was
3: scene... no! I can't know it's not all fault cuz he's a man. I mean, I understand like at the end of the day, like you mm-hmm. know, like he's responsible for his actions, but she's responsible for her actions too. Where where he where he fucked up in my opinion is because he left the house. Like he should have known, he should not have ever gone there in the first place. You know what I mean? Like that's that's where he fucked up. Like he should have never like you know, drove drunk over there. He's like, there were several different things that he should, like, yeah, he shouldn't have done that. Like where he, you know what I mean. Like that's, in my opinion, that's what makes him like me lose like some sympathies because like you know he had people there trying to help him and trying to stop him, and he didn't have to like go so far. He walked himself to that point, but right. like in in the moment of the confrontation, like. I, I, what I saw was, like, what happens every day with people.
2: How so?
3: Elaborate a little bit on that. I mean, I think that, like, you know, in I think that that's just a real situation. Like, I don't think it necessarily ends with a dude, like, killing a woman, because I think that that was kind of dramatic in the way that, like, you know, I, it's, it's a movie, right? So, like, obviously, right. like, one punch knocks her down and kills her, right? Mm-hmm. But it's, like, um, I, I, I think, like, the point of that, symbolically, is that he, he strikes her. And what does that mean when he strikes her? It means that in that moment he becomes irredeemable. In, right. in, in, in the context of the story and to his sister. Um, but Sterling K. Brown has a really good point in the second half of the movie, which I think is also like its own movie and really beautiful. Mm-hmm. But he says to his daughter, he says he's not a monster, he's human. And I don't know, like, I think Trey put that in there for a reason. And I think, like, you know, it's easy to view it, like, as it's just all his fault. But, like, you know, like, that, like, I just feel like that's just, like, defeats the purpose of getting to know him in the first place.
2: Yeah, I agree. Because what would be the point of of building him up to be this character and understanding him if you're just going to throw him in the trash and i think the movie throws him in the trash kind of halfway through and and brings him back and redeems him and again redemption is kind of like a theme throughout the movie and the part that really made me i think the first part to make me actually cry in the movie was probably um after he you know after he kills her and does what she does it does what he does um the whole scene leading up to her in the hospital and you don't know whether or not she's alive or not and you find out very coldly very quickly that she passes away at the court scene because you go because he goes you know uh charged with murder boom gavel yeah, that and shit was
3: hard. That shit was amazing. That, whole, that was haunting. that whole sequence was so good.
2: It was haunting, and and you see him stand up, and he has no blonde hair anymore. It's right, black. that
3: was yeah. I was I wanted to talk about. That. I'm so glad you brought that up. That was so like visually, like that whole courtroom scene was just so and like that it was so striking. And like that's my favorite kind of filmmaking is like when. You, like, you don't have to have words or dialogue to, like, really say anything. All they needed was, like, the guilty. You know what I mean? And, like, mm-hmm. you you understood the entire scene. Like, I, I'm just so glad you brought that up.
2: But, right, because yeah. maybe he could have been redeemed if he hit her. And then and then I, I, what I thought was going to happen is that he would hit her. And she was, you know, whatever. And she's bleeding on the floor. And then they, they brought her back. And then, like, you know, they, they separate. And maybe he goes to jail for that. And he redeems himself that way. I didn't realize it would be. She dies and now the movie shifts characters. I didn't realize it would be like that. And you don't even see his face. You see the back of his head. He's just another, you know, another young man, uh, unfortunately going to jail. And that's it. That's what he is. He's boom gavel jail. It's just like, and, and the rest of the movie is just, is, is just really intense because you just see the effect it has, the aftermath it has, like for 10 to 20 minutes, they don't even speak about him. You just see his sister walking around with headphones on, and you would think with a movie with a with such a lush soundtrack, every three seconds there's another song playing, like ADHD style, right? You would hear what's in her headphones, but no, you hear this somber, scary uh, Nine Inch Nails music, you know, score, and she's walking around lonely. You know, the music is there, but she's it's not, it it doesn't represent the scene. So they they smartly bring us start bringing the score in more uh, in the second half of the movie, which I really liked. Yeah, the yeah. second
3: half of the movie is like its own movie.
1: Yeah, I mean, I thought it was interesting that that they kept it moving with with his little sister because, you know, it really, like you were saying, it shows all sides to this shit, you know what I mean? The the impact it's like, you know, it, shit like that is just like a lot of people don't really think about the chain reaction that 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 sets off for both sides, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and seeing how his little sister was getting through and all the guilt she was living with that she saw him at the party, and she could have stopped it. That shit's crazy, you know. I and mean, that's fucked up. She has to live with that. Uh, but the other thing was the other thing like that, that that fucking struck me was how she became like she fought through that and she got with that dude that that I bumped into her. I had thought that the dude bumped into her like, like as a "fuck you" for your brother thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they end up together, like really together, like being in love and shit. She's around for his his father's passing and all that. Mm-hmm. That was crazy, bro. That that struck a chord with me, man. That was that was intense. That was that was very heavy. And I like I love the direction that they took the movie and post all that. I really think that that was. That was such a great idea. It was so well done. Mm-hmm. I kind of yeah, like it more than the first half, to be honest with you.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, I did too. Because I, um, I, I mean, with recent events that have been going on in my life, again, on the podcast, I don't want to get too deep into it. But, you know, stuff has been happening with one of my family members, been in the hospital, and I've had to take care of him and everything. And it's just like having my girlfriend there to she's doing stuff currently for me right now as we're recording for, for him. And it's just like I, I didn't know I needed this movie so much. Um, when I first when I first bought it, I was just like, it looks like a cool movie. It's A24. I'm like, it has a lot of Frank Ocean in it. I'm like, this will be cool. Sure. 84% on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm sure it'll be fine. But yeah, just watching it, I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, you know, to an extent, I feel like I'm living this <laughs> in, in, in a little bit of a way. And, and especially with the music, because I, I listen to a lot of that music. I love Endless. I love Animal Collective, Tame Impala, all that stuff. And it's like, I feel like often life is a soundtrack right you know you're listening to draco the ruler you're listening to earth eater we're reviewing an album but in the background all this other shit is happening
1: Mm -hmm.
2: and that's how life has felt for me at least as of late you know i don't know about you guys but
1: shit's hard you know what i mean but Mm -hmm. i'm still chilling you know what i mean yep that's that's how i look at it. i'm chilling (laughs) yeah the music gets me
2: music and, and movies like this get me through it you know
1: yeah i was about to say like movies movies like entertainment has really especially with the lockdown for the last year has really become such a necessary thing in in life now. Mm-hmm. That's like if I don't have it I feel like diminished. You know what I'm saying? Like things are so grave right now that it's it's even 5 minutes of music feels like you just drank water for the first time all day.
2: Yeah, I mean I mean honestly and and the scenes in the movie where there is no music and there's just or no um diegetic music and it's just like a score that shit is depressing. And it's like, and I, and, and I, I like so, how, so diegetic, yeah, I like how smart,
3: non-diegetic over here, film nerd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I,
2: um, you know, maybe we can talk about some of our favorite musical moments in the film. Two of my favorites were right in the beginning uh, when they were cutting from music to music and they played, um, be above it by Tam and Paula. Goddamn. That part was incredible. Like he flips them over on the mat and it's just like, wah, 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 wah. it's like so fucking intense. Like the music, you know? And it's like ramping up and ramping up, and like you see him going through high school, and and the the music just keeps like shifting, and it's 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 that same song "Be Above It" by Tame Impala. And if you look in the credits of the movie, they use like three or four different versions of the song. And I and again, the budget for the movie was low, and the guy edited it himself, so it's just like it it was just incredible what he did with music. I, I don't know uh, if you guys had a specific moment that you guys really liked, but
1: there was there was little clips of like ASAP Rocky, Tyler the Creator like that that caught me slipping i was like damn really but i, I don't know the not what really stood out to me was more of like the sorry about you know, that the, 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 the storyline shit you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. not so much the the soundtrack but the soundtrack was good I, i'm not gonna front like it was really good i thought it was i thought it was perfect for what was going on Yep. like even even classic asap rocky like back in the day asap rocky suited it way more which at that time you would think that they would have gone for something off of testing or at least the other one before it. That I don't even remember the fucking name of, you know what I mean? They went, they dug deep. You know what I mean? That was a cut off of the, the mix name, not even the album. But think it was so, level, right? Yeah, it was level.
2: Yeah, level oh, was
1: no, level Lo- 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 was on the album, right? The debut, yeah, it was, yeah. yeah it that was on a per- the debut, per- yeah. perfect
2: song to use. I that's like yeah. one of my favorites off the album, anyway. And it's such a weird. It's so it's so weird. They don't even use the lyrics. It's just like he's going for a cat scan or MRI or whatever, and it's just like they just play that the Clams Casino beat.
1: Yeah,
2: and it's only for five seconds, and it's just like I, I, just the way he's so brave. The way he uses music in this movie, I don't know how to describe it. It's just like so much different than any movie I've ever seen.
3: So tell me, um, do did those guys um, also? Have they been doing, like, Good Time and, like, other A24 movies and shit? That's,
2: that's one of Tricks Point Never. That's the dude who um, produced, like, a lot of The Weekends album.
3: Okay, okay, okay. Uh, yeah,
2: but... yeah, he made uh, that He made Good Time and he made uh, Uncut Gems, the soundtracks.
3: Roger. Yeah. I mean, to the music point, like, I, I thought, now that you're kind of explaining how some of the tracks were used, like, I didn't even notice, like, how some of the Tame Impala got used because I, I couldn't tell, like, if some stuff was score, you know what I mean? Or if some stuff was, like music but it's i think the way that they like you said like layered it throughout was just like really creative and like it 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 does give it like the music in the soundtrack and in the way that it's like utilized does give it its own kind of like it's its own sort of like under current like narrative throughout mm-hmm. and um yeah it really really does a good job of like Keeping like the pace going and, and, and keeping us engaged and letting us know emotionally where the characters are at. So it was cool. Like, <clears throat> it's, it's almost like, you know, how in just like those classic Hollywood scores, like they would just like guide you through the movie with it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it kind of feels like the same to me in the sense of like it, the score just carried me through and like let me know what was going on. Um, there wasn't really like any unintentional music. I guess is the point I'm trying to make.
2: No, it was all very purposeful. And, and I like the way that the music is used in a modern sense too. And the kind of going back to what I was saying about like how modern days is just like a soundtrack with stuff going on, you know, in the background almost Right. in the same, like, like whenever I listen to a new album, specifically one that I'm excited for and that I like a lot, I remember the exact moment listening to it like blonde. I remember I was with my ex-girlfriend on the couch downstairs and we had a, a, a headphone splitter and we were listening to it on beats and I was unimpressed by it. I remember that was the first, my first impression or like, on the way to work, uh, listening to Cardi, it was really dark outside and vampiric. And I remember Metamorphosis, uh, playing. And, and every, every, anytime I hear Metamorphosis or anything off of Blonde, I, you know, I think back to those moments. So,
1: yeah, there wasn't really, there wasn't really anything wasted in between. I feel like it's just like with like, I know we, we were talking about like Olympic wrestling, mm-hmm. but it's just like, I'm gonna tie it in with pro wrestling because pro wrestling is everything yep there's your the a lot of the greatest pro wrestlers never wasted a move every move was for something right it's mm-hmm. like Mick Foley slash Cactus Jack slash you know Mankind whatever you, you know him as he's one of the greatest of all time because he never wasted a move you know what I mean his storytelling was done with every step he took you know what I mean there had to be pain shown in this step and he couldn't do this anymore because this was hurt it was that's how it. That's how this felt. It was like for everything it took away, it never presented it back. It was just so intricately done. You know what I mean? Uh, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Especially with the music. It was like you were you, when I heard the the clip of level. I expected level to play out for like a, like a minute, right? Of just like the cat scan or whatever, and it was like, oh nope, done. Mm-hmm. You have irreversible damage.
2: But- yeah, it's very real. Very and it's very like economic I don't know uh, economical I guess would be the word to use it just like it uses it perfectly everything is right on the line it's like it's like the music is played for a per- perfect amount of time and then it cuts to another song or it cuts the silence or it cuts to whatever the editing is just so well done and it's like it, it could border on like a suicide squad type of thing where it just like plays random bullshit here and random bullshit there and then they someone makes a song for the movie and it's like promotion and whatever it takes away from the movie um you know on top of that, um, the way that the life events are presented, like, you know, she's at the, the lake or she's at the hospital and the plot is kind of like goes wherever she goes. It doesn't really follow a structure. And and again, that could go in like a a, a boyhood type of way, which, you know, I, I, I wasn't really a fan of boyhood. And I think that movie kind of went a little bit aimless, in my opinion. But this movie, it's just like it goes in that, quote unquote, aimless direction. And it's almost like a hangout movie, but it's not a fun hangout. And you really feel the characters. You really feel everything they're doing and um yeah i loved it i I give it an a i don't know what you guys would give it but
1: um i give it as much as i just praise it i probably give it like a b Mm -hmm. plus like i it's not something i'm gonna go back to watch but it'll be something that i tell other people to watch it's just not my style you know what i mean but it's like i really Mm -hmm. appreciated it i had a good time watching it and especially since i was like knocking the fuck out and it kept my attention like I was telling Eve, dog, like we might have to split this in half because it's two hours and fifteen minutes. We might do an hour now, then like in the morning, like the other hour. And he's like, "No, nah, bro, we gotta power this out. This is a good movie." I'm like, "All right, fine." Mm-hmm. And it did. It it caught me. It got me, and I was just like, "Fuck!" And then when it finished, Eve was like, "Yeah, you made it through." I was like, "Yeah," and I'm not tired anymore either. Like, what the fuck? Like it was. It was all encompassing, but. Again, I, it's not gonna be something I realistically know I'm gonna go back to watch. I'm just mm-hmm. I, It's it is cool. You know what I mean? It's that's that's what it is. It's a cool ass movie I just watched. So B B plus and it's one of the better movies I've watched, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. What about you wee?
3: I don't rate A twenty four movies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Man, get out of here. What do you think of we got
3: beef. I told y'all what I think. We got beef though. No, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I just like, I don't, I don't, I don't know how I feel about giving it an overall rating because I don't want to like again. Like, I liked the movie, but like, if we're gonna put it on Eve's like movie list, like, bro, I watch other shit, bro. I watch like, I watch Evil Dead. I watch schlocky horror. You know what I mean? Like, I watch like trash. Um, oh, this nigga uh-huh. different, y'all. Yeah, I, I watch, I watch, I watch trash like. He's, i watched trash cinema uh built differently um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um no, i think it was i do think it was a cool ass movie, and i think if you if you're into like um like uh, you know like indie dramas uh and you want like some some art house vibes like check it out waves is great sterling k Brown was amazing, you know what i mean like hands down, so you know i'll give it i'll give i'll give sterling and k Brown an a mhm <laughs>
2: All right, we're gonna have some aesthetic sounds of waves play us into the next segment, and then Troy will kick us off with, uh, or the album that we're gonna be talking about.
0: Switching. So, um, kind of speaking of, like that Florida aesthetic, where like. Um you know, like all those different types of shades and purples and shit. Like, it reminds me of uh, the Currents album. <laughs> Yo! <Yeah. laughs> Come on,
3: Troy. No. 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 no! Sorry. No.
0: I, sorry, guys. I'm so, I'm sorry. No, you guys dude. caught me off guard. I was too busy fucking making Photoshop, and then you guys are like, all right, Troy, start it off. I'm like, what? No. <laughs> no,
2: uh,
1: speaking of purple. All right, yes okay. Said, so, um, of- yes, yeah, about- okay.
2: Let's start, off. let's start
1: off optimistically. Let's uh, let's start <laughs> off. Let, let, <laughs> All
2: right. I, I can take over for one second and I'll, and I'll pass it back to you. I just kind of wanted to maybe get a more specific uh, um, uh, impression of it from you. So I love this album because I love, you know, Tame Impala. I've been a big fan of them since probably 2013 or something uh, when they were mm-hmm. touring with Flaming Lips. But at that time, they were kind of more copying off of um, the Beatles a little bit. They were taking too much out of their playbook. And I thought that by 2015, 2016, they really hit a point where they kind of mastered their craft and they they found their own sound. And um, of yeah. course, with every with with all the best artists, Bjork, freaking, you know, every, every all the best artists that I can think of, um, a breakup album is a lot of times where they where they where they shine. And you know, that's what this was. Uh, in general, uh, it's a breakup album. This every was single song.
3: Oh, oh, I thought you meant breakup. Is in the band was breaking up. I'm sorry.
2: Oh, no, it's all good. Uh, yeah, it's a breakup album, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah. song by song, you can tell, like, let it happen, you know, let the breakup happen. Uh, uh, yes, I'm changing is yes, one, I'm of changing. Yeah, yes, one of my favorite songs. Yeah, it's one of my favorite songs on here. It's so yeah. good. And that, that like, one, um, uh, uh, there's a separation between these two people and they're going in different directions. And, um,
3: you know, that one, that one really hit home for me too. Yeah, man. Like this, this album for me is just packed with nostalgia and like romance and just like, just like, it was a coming of age album for me, really you know what i mean like i i was I, I was in like the end of my freshman year, I had just gotten a girlfriend you know what I mean like things were getting mm-hmm. rough like um but like I do remember listening through this and like it being an anchor for me just like to to like i don't know like an outlet almost um and you know since since then i've like found other stuff that helped me but like you know currents was like a at that time it was really big for me mm-hmm.
0: no yeah same here like um yeah i remember like uh first time hearing currents um yeah i was going through a breakup too and uh actually ryan was like, "Yo, hey, if you listened to currents and i'm like what's that <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah was that junior so then-
0: yeah, yeah, uh, junior, or senior, one of those. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I really, yeah, I really enjoyed this, uh, this project. Like, let it happen. Like, it's kind of crazy how, like, let it happen is what? Seven minutes, 48 seconds, but it doesn't feel like that at all because of how, like, spacey it is. And, like, and, like, I like, uh, Tim and Pal like, like you said, Ryan, they really grew into their own on this album. Like, mm-hmm. their sound is just, like, so, like, fundamental now like honestly i think currents is like probably one of the um more influential like psychedelic rock albums like out there you know cuz mm-hmm. um especially when tim Pala's uh who's the front man again um kevin, kevin parker kevin, kevin parker, parker. Yeah,
2: he he does everything i mean he is Tame and paula the touring band is is tim and paula also but he he's a magician in the studio he made he made all of this like by hand himself he didn't know no other producers nothing, nothing. You
0: know? Really, I didn't yep. even know he did all of this, but uh, he Everything. was really good at capturing like the psychedelic, like, um, just out of like, like out of space, like type of uh, like production. It was just really something at the time, and like, and plus seeing it now, where like he's pretty much on like every single, I mean, especially in like what twenty eighteen, like he was on uh the Travis Scotts um Astro World like yep. a couple times, and that just like just showed like I thought that was a like, kind of like currents like formed into like a rap album.
2: Yeah. I I definitely see. Oh, I hear Ryan stewing in the background. So Ryan, I wanted, I wanted to get your, your, I wanted to get your thoughts on this because we, you know, whatever circumstances led us to listen to this album, there was some, some input where it was like, you know, almost like a joke, like, oh, like we're going to make Ryan listen to Tame Apollo one day type of thing. So now that we made Ryan listen to Tame Apollo one day, what does Ryan think about it?
1: (laughs) <laughs> um, um, so I want to say, like, I all right. So I'm trying to go the route of, of remember what they taught us in kindergarten: if you ain't got nothing nice, you just <laughs> don't say anything at all. Really, That's you have it,
0: nothing, nothing nice to say at all. Like you didn't even
1: take you just had about the fucking the the Travis Scott thing and, and Currents, nigga? No. What do you mean take? That's a fact. <laughs> no. he, was he was on the fact. album. No, he was
0: on bro. the album. No, I know
1: he was on the album, but Astroworld is not not like fucking Tame Impala inspired this entire what? album. What? What? <laughs> no. Bro, bro no. he he worked no. on the album. <laughs> he worked he talk- on the album, but the nigga like that is more than just one thing, bro. Like it's it's not it. I'm not Tame saying like it
0: was Travis Scott's favorite
1: rock band.
2: Yeah,
0: man. Yeah, and plus I'm not saying yeah, yeah. that like uh, the whole album is like Currents t- 2.0, but I'm saying that some songs do kind of have the current sound to them. Yeah, y- you know, like all I'm right. not saying like you know Travis Scott only listens to the Tame Impala. Yeah, be, go ahead, Ryan. Be, I'll Larry, I'll, Larry,
2: write,
1: Larry. I'll All right, but yeah. Fucking cook, bro. As far as the okay, as far as the the album itself goes, look. Y'all, y'all, everybody's entitled to fuck with what they fuck with. So, like, Mm -hmm. I really don't have anything necessarily, like, bad to say as far as, like, the scene and all that shit goes, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just, it's just not my style, dude. Like, it's just. What didn't you like about it, though? I don't want to say it without sounding too out of pocket, bro, but... Like, <laughs> you have bro, to, it's, it's, bro, this is a music right. podcast. <laughs> all right, mm. fine, fuck it. It's some white people in Strike Tank Tops and Tom's music, bro. Like, this shit is <laughs> just fucking... It, go off. Like, go it's, it's urban outfit for it, bro. This is, this is shit, this is, like, hard elevator music. Like, it's just, it's boring to me, like... It doesn't do anything for me. It's like, I tried, and it's like, y'all have put me listen to music that I, that I'm like, I don't fuck with that. And then I'm like, yo, that's crazy. Like, Daft Punk, I never fuck with. And then y'all put me listen to Daft Punk, and I was like, yo, this is nuts.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I genuinely tried here, and I, I don't care if it's a breakup album or whatever. Like, I've gone through some breakups <laughs> and shit. I don't care. Like, I, I don't. I was listening to Slipknot when I was going through crazy break up, breakups, though. Like that, that shit is, is different. with different people and shit. You know what I'm saying? It just it does nothing for me. It Doesn't even so much as like move me. It just it just felt grueling. Like like that. Like it was just like forcing me to vibe, bro. Like it was just being around a bunch of high white boys going yo vibe, man. Like that's exactly how it's. <laughs> like. That's exactly how it felt like. Yeah, it felt I mean, like, it, it felt like being in Miami Beach during spring break with the Crackers. That's what it felt like. That, that's i mean
2: i mean uh that that sounds like a fun time maybe i
1: don't know man well at least for y'all i don't know man. you don't, don't like the I, beach I, I, don't, I don't know how to swim nigga <laughs> so, no. uh,
2: but um but, all right okay I, I think i understand your take and i'm happy no. that you actually gave it a chance and listened to it you know Cause you, cause you, cause I remember when I first presented to you, you're like, ah, yeah, I listened to the first song and I'm, I'm not feeling it, dude. I'm not feeling it. I'm just, <laughs> the whole point is you got to elaborate. So I, I'm just happy that you, you listen to it, you know, all the way through, or at least mostly all the way through. And you kind of, you figured out that you don't like it, so I won't bother you with it anymore. But, um, but I will say, um, my favorite album of theirs was the one that came before, um, um, that was Lonerism because there was a couple of songs on there that I loved a lot. Um, at first, and over the years, they're, they've, they've, you know, they've doled a little bit, songs like Elephant, but songs like Apocalypse Dreams and Be Above It on there still stand out to me as being strictly Tame Impala, not Beatles, not anything else. But this album, uh, I think I like it a lot more than that one, um, looking back on it. Cause I think I took for granted a lot of the moments that, um, you know, at the time it was like, you know, this is, ju- this is just Tame Impala doing Tame Impala. But, you know, now that there's no good music out, Looking back on this, it's like, damn, this was a fucking treat. I mean, even a song like "Disciples," which is so short, it's like a minute long, right, or a minute and thirty seconds long. Mm-hmm. I love, I love, I love how he brings you behind this, behind the scenes, and into the studio. You know, he's he's already he's the song starts off and it's there it's already the band playing a song, and it has this very seventies eighties kind of vibe where it's like you're in the studio, you're chilling with the boys type of thing. And I love my favorite part of the song is when he flips on the switch. And, and the audio quality like shoots up to like a thousand rate right? mm-hmm. and the chorus kind of pops in. And then I like how, it, you know, it goes through that. That part gives me chills. And then when he turns it off to to end the studio session, it's just like, I just love, I just love, I mean, if I can say one thing about this album, one phrase, it's like studio magic. Like, like the yeah. things that he's able to pull off on this album are just like otherworldly.
0: I'm no, exactly you. like it's just like who knew you know this guy had it in him you know just like this brand new noise because I mean even though you know like um, it, it's like we do kind of take this for granted today like the less I know the better you know like everybody knows that song you know yeah when that came out like now people think it's overplayed but when it came out that that shit was like ground groundbreaking uh, it was being played everywhere everybody was listening to uh, the less I know the better
3: you yep. oh, no. I was just gonna say I do feel you right though about like the lonerism versus current yeah. comparison um in the sense of like, yeah, like be above it like really is like like that raw Tame and and like I don't know where do you where do you see that happening on currents like where do you see that because there are some songs that I'm like are like very much like this is like a pop song kind of thing like yes, I'm changing, you know what I mean like I love that song, but it's yep. like it's very much like like a digestible kind of song um mm-hmm. easy there's it, a lot of sugar. You know what I mean in it, um but like Tim and Paula they I know like you know some of their music can really push you to like sonically just like expand a little bit, so where do you see that do you see that happening on currents at all, or like um if not, like do you see can you give me some examples from like some of their other music that I should check out? um I would say,
2: as far as sonically expanding or doing something different or being raw, uh there's a few different songs I can think of off the top of my head just looking at this um eventually is one that comes to mind to me Mm, um just emotion wise it's just like everything is and especially after yes i'm changing it's just like i'll be you know we'll be okay eventually type of thing where it's like you know the breakup happens and the first week you're fine the first second week maybe you're fine but by the third week and you know maybe a month after that two months after three months after depending on how harsh the breakup is it's like you know eventually it's like week after week you're like eventually i'll get better eventually i'll forget her yeah yeah you know and that that was emotionally raw to me and i love the instrumental on that one too it's very like everything is everything flows very smoothly and, and when the emotion gets really tough and he can't say anymore that's when the guitars bust in um you know that strikes me as emotionally resonant and and kind of raw and another one uh is past life where uh i love the part at first i hated this song you know because yeah, it starts off kind of goofy life too yeah yeah, it starts off kind of goofy with a robotic, you know, Australian guy voice, and he's like, "I was, you know, I was at the laundromat or whatever." But um, I love <laughs> the part where he see he's like, "And then I saw a girl from a past life," and then the 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 whole background goes.
3: Right. These these are the wall these are the wall melting songs, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, when you see the wall start to melt a little bit, like that's what I like Tame Impala for. I love them just in terms of just like psychedelically, like what they can do for my consciousness if that makes sense when i'm when i'm you know in that state um but yeah no that's that's like that's there's definitely like a distinction right like in their music between like songs that are like that and songs that are not mm-hmm. um yeah yeah
2: I, I i think i see what you're saying and um just in general like again I a couple of these songs i took for granted and i didn't like that much like even like new person same old mistakes at first i was like all right this sounds like a basic song by them but it's become like a standard at this point people love that fucking song and even rihanna did a full-on karaoke cover yes yeah, so good. Mm-hmm. her album anti you know um it's just i don't know everything about this album i just song song for song i, I love it it's just like it's very polished it's mm-hmm. very electronic and it's very synthesized and like you know again it's they they kind of got rid of their raw sound a little bit but i think they just found a perfect Point where they're not getting rid of, they're not sterilizing the emotions and they're not just making their sound into like mm-hmm. playlist fodder. Like I think they kind of did on their new album a little bit to an extent. Mm-hmm. Um, this was just, again, it's like pure Tame Impala, like, like the influence is there from maybe Georgia Mordor with the synths or like, you know, the Beatles, uh, John Lennon type of vocal inflections that he, he has and that kind of stuff and the vocoder for, you know, whoever, whoever else Zap or, you know, wh- whoever else does vocoders. Um, but like, you know, the influence is there, but, it's very like it's their sound. That's what i i have come to love about it the most, i'd say. What what would you guys grade it? Uh if, we, if i can if i can just wrap it up with
3: that. Oh sure. So like i would give this like a uh b plus, i'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, cuz it's like it's like an essential for me just like mostly because of like you know, just like the time it came out and like what it, the impact that it had for like me and like the people who were listening to it around me. Um, but yeah, I think I, I may like lonerism a little bit more, That's um, fair. But, in, but that's really mostly because like of your point today, I didn't really think of it like that before. Honestly, I'll give it like an A
0: minus. Uh, I really enjoyed this project. I thought that what they were able to do at the time was just revolutionary. Uh, they were like currents kind of just created a new current, you know? yeah <laughs> where, it did <laughs> like it's like he knew like he like uh fucking damon ballon knew he was on some new shit but um uh, yeah i really enjoyed it i liked almost like all the songs um i think the production is just incredible on every single track uh maybe like some lyrics like i just wouldn't really care much about like uh probably because i'm a man i didn't really like the chorus on that but uh, mm-hmm. you know it's still it still sounded pretty good uh but yeah give it an a minus
2: yeah. And I'll, I'll wrap it up with my thoughts just a little bit, just kind of like referencing some of the lyrics that Troy was talking about. I, um, like, especially unless I know the better and, and yeah, unless I know the better is probably the best example of the breakup kind of aspect of it. And I have said this plenty of times throughout the year cause I I've gone through a recent breakup and you know, some breakups in the past where it's like the less I know the better, you know, you want to block them on social media, you want to block their number and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. and anytime you hear about them, see them, see their profile, you know, see them in passing, Um, eight months of healing that you had with not seeing them or interacting with them just completely resets a lot of the time. And it's like, the less I know, the better, the less, you know, my life will be better and I can move on if, if I know less about you and the situation and also on, um, what was the other song? Um, eventually when it's like, I wish I can turn you back into a stranger, uh, Mm -hmm. that resonated with me too, because there's tons of times where I'm in a relationship with somebody, I love them, but they get to a point where they're so toxic or, you know, the relationship gets so toxic or you know, there's cheating or something like that. And I'm just like, I just wish I can just, you know, you know, men in black style, just like, boom, just like, you know, f- flash myself in the face. And it's like, I never knew about you and, and totally forgot about you. Um, So yeah, that resonated with me. And this album specifically when I was going through, when I was in a relationship in, in college, um, it was my first relationship. And I, and I, it was the first time, you know, breakup music kind of like the the concept of it to me was like, there, you know, I heard a breakup music, I knew about breakup music. I like it's not that I was waiting for the relationship to end so I can listen to it, but I was like, I wonder what this music is gonna sound like once I have a breakup. And Mm -hmm. um it was fucking sad. I'll say that. Um (laughs) and it hit me really hard.
0: It depressed me, yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And um yeah, over the years I've I've grown to love this album. I love every single song on this album. And especially, Mm -hmm. you know, against the standards of today and and seeing how music nowadays has feels like it lacks a human touch um, sometimes and feels like it lacks the studio magic that this album has. I'm going to give this an A plus. I'm calling it a classic. I love this album. I love every single song. You know, the short songs perfectly play into everything. Even a song like gossip, it's like perfectly captures like the knot in your stomach when you hear, you know, uh, in passing, Oh, like a blah, blah, like, you know, Brianna, what is she up to? And it's like, you get like a knot in your stomach and you have a feeling and, you know, a lot of songs in here, very hits, very specific moments in a relationship or a breakup that I've yet to find on any other album, I think. So, yeah, I'm going to give it an a plus and you know, that wraps up our discussions about waves and about currents. And, um, I just wanted to say thank you guys for, for, for doing this with me today and for going over this. And I've had, I've had a hard couple, I've had a hard week hard two weeks, um, currently having a hard day. (laughs) Uh, so you know, having you guys here and being able to just talk music and movies just for a little bit, like, you know, makes it better, makes a lot of things better. So we got you, appreciate man. it a lot. <clears> yeah, <throat> man, I
1: wish time. I had more nice things to say about the album, but you know, <laughs> I'm just
2: happy to listen to it, man. You know, I'm happy that we're, we're hanging out and we're at a point where I'm showing my, you know, my best friend from elementary school and middle school and shit like an album and <laughs> we can, we can just talk about it, you know, it's yeah. fun. So.
0: Alright well that uh, wraps it up um, See you guys next week
2: <laughs> Peace out Waves, waves,
0: waves Waves
1: <laughs> Alright Waves uh,